So the question at hand is what role does archaeology play in biblical studies? And a lot of people are confused about this question. They think that biblical archaeologists are off trying to find the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail or some such big item that they can bring home and put in a museum. And reality is that every once in a while that does happen, but the main role that biblical studies and archaeology have together is more nuanced and I think much more sophisticated. You see, what archaeology can do for biblical studies, its main role, is to recreate the milieu of the biblical narrative, to recreate the setting, to inform us as to what the culture looked like, how people are living. Uh, what I say in my classes, it gets people past the great barrier. And what's our great barrier between us and the biblical text? It's us and them. It's getting past the geographical barriers, the historical barriers, the cultural barriers, actually figuring out how these people lived and why they lived that way and why they would tell their story the way they tell it. And archaeology does that. What it does is it informs us on everyday details of people's lives, what the economy looked like, what they were eating, how they were eating it, how they were marrying and running the authority issues in their community, how they handled legal issues, who was in charge, what does it mean to be an elder. All of those things can emerge from the archaeological record. Details for that would be, again, how the economy in Palestine might be functioning. Uh, why is it that a sheep farmer in the Middle Bronze period beca could become so wealthy and so influential as did Abraham? Uh, what a fortified city looked like in the ancient world, and so why our Israelites would be so intimidated by the city of Jericho, and why they, they would anticipate that they wouldn't be able to capture it. Um, why the Israelites would be so intimidated by Goliath's armor. All these things, again, can emerge from the cultural record. Ultimately, archaeology enlivens, it enriches, it explains. What is it that archaeology can't do then? Well, it's probably not going to come up with a plaque that says Abraham slept here. It's not going to come up with a photograph of Goliath. It's going to be a very rare thing that someone's going to find an inscription with a biblical character's name on it. So those big finds that everyone is hoping really are the rarity and in many ways are the, the lesser investment. But every once in a while, archaeology does serve as a tool for the apologist. And what I mean by that is the person who is trying desperately to demonstrate the historicity of the biblical record. So every once in a while, we will have a find that proves some biblical event or demonstrates that a biblical person was indeed historical. And this is a very powerful thing. One great example of that is an inscription that was discovered in 1993. And up until 1993, if you were to check the major publications of the day, the assumption would have been that biblical history back to, oh, the divided kingdom could be proven to some level, but anything prior to that, characters like Solomon or David in particular, were fiction. David was considered historically equivalent to Arthur's Camelot, although I hear that Arthur's Camelot is, is gaining ground. 
So we have all sorts of publications coming out in biblical studies about prove to me the existence of David. Certainly uh, David is just some sort of eponymous ancestor, some sort of ideological fiction to prove that Israel might be powerful. Well, these publications are circulating throughout uh, the academy until July 21st, 1993. And there at the excavation at the city of Dan, which is the northernmost boundary of ancient Israel, uh, an older archaeologist with a very solid reputation, his name is Aviram Biran, had one of his staff members, Gila Cook, over excavating in the piazza attached to the iron two gate of the old city. And as she looks into a small Temenos style wall, she says, Avi, it looks like there's an inscription on that stone. And so the entire dig comes running over to take a look at this stone in secondary context. And lo and behold, not only is it inscribed, but it's a monumental inscription, which means it was written by a professional. The stone itself has been broken and placed in a wall for secondary usage. And in that secondary usage, because we can date the wall in which it was placed, we know the inscription cannot be any older than 850 BC. And on that inscription, an Aramean king claims to have defeated the house of Israel and the house of David. So all of a sudden, July 21st, 1993, David moves out of the shadows of fiction and moves into the light of history. So every once in a while, archaeology does that fabulous monumental moment and takes one of our characters and moves them into the light of history. But all in all, the greatest contribution we have from archaeology is that recreation of society, cultural milieu that helps us see our biblical characters as real people, enlivens our text, helps us understand why they write the way they write, and helps us to read our Bibles with a better eye for authorial intent.